jumping on a boat, just holding on to your rod? Well, give those arms and wrists a break. Get rid of the carpal tunnel syndrome from playing with your rod and check out Real Crazy Fabrication. Custom designed and painted rod holders for all your fishing needs. Small town, Canadian made, built with pride and experience, Real Crazy Fabrications can fix you and your rod up with whatever size, design and color rod holder you're in the market for. You can check them out at realcrazyfabrication.com or check out their social media page at real.crazy.fabrication. Once again, realcrazyfabrication.com, that's R-E-E-L, fabrication.com, or anywhere on their social media page at real.crazy.fabrication. Real Crazy Fabrication. Stop playing with your rod. Proud supporters of the Cox Talks Podcast. Sponsorship time. Hey, folks out there, hunters, farmers, outdoorsmen, guys that rip around the fucking subdivisions on their side-by-sides. Brap, 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 brap. Have we got a product for you. Gun Grabber Canada. Simple, fast, easy, reliable gun mounts for tractors, sprayers, combines, even universal mounts for four-wheelers and side-by-sides. Got a deer stand or a blind? Yep, guess what? Got a gun grabber for that, too. Check out Gun Grabber Canada. You can find them on their website at ca.thegungrabber.com. Once again, the website, ca.thegungrabber.com. They're available at the website or on Amazon. Just search Gun Grabber on Amazon. You can also find them at Twitter, at TimSpringdale14, or you can email them, orders at thegungrabber.ca. Once again, you can find that email, orders at thegungrabber.ca, or the website, ca.thegungrabber.com thegungrabber.com Gungrabber, proud supporters of the Cox Talks Podcast nation what's going on we're back been a while been a while since i've kicked out a cock socks podcast been a busy guy been a busy guy had some lack of motivation and uh yeah but you know what the people have spoken i've had some people reaching out wondering when the next podcast is gonna be and uh anxious for another one so here we are um if you notice the audio i am in the driver's seat of the big white peak today. So, pardon the audio. It is what it is. Sometimes driving, uh, this is when some of my good ideas, best ideas come to me. I got time to sit down and think and hash things out. And, uh, yeah, so I'm going to run with it here today. So, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Welcome back. And, of course, the housekeeping Questions, comments, concerns, and dilemmas, 
You can get a hold of me on Instagram at the Cox Talks Podcast. That's where I do most of the interaction with my fans, with my listeners. Um, of course, I am available on uh, Facebook and Twitter. Um, Twitter is at Trevor Dofsky. And as well, you, I can be found on TikTok as well at Trevor Dofsky. And of course, for those lucky enough to have my personal contact information, you can always be reached there. I always say I am a big fan of feedback, good or bad. I've got thick skin, so keep it fucking coming. So, yeah, you know what? Quite a few things I want to get over today. Um, so let's just jump right into it. Uh, gonna be honest, having a tough day. I'm having a tough day. Uh, as a Boston Bruins fan, this, listen, this is, this is tough. Um, the last time I felt this bad was when we surrendered a 3-0 series lead to the Philadelphia Flyers. I can't exactly remember the year, but I know it was the year that the Flyers went to the cup final. So I can't remember the exact year, but I know you hockey fans out there know the series I'm talking about. I've taken a verbal onslaught from Leafs fans about the Bruins having an epic collapse. We're going to talk about that in a second here, but I just, you know what? I want to get my feelings out on it, okay? First things first, I'm not trying to make excuses, but I did have my uh, concerns regarding the Boston Bruins going into playoffs, and what stems, what those concerns stemmed from was the fact that they were the president's choice, or president's choice, fucking, this isn't theirs, buddy. They were the president's trophy champions, and I believe my buddy and I were speaking about this last night. Only eight of the 36 president's trophy champions for finishing first place in the regular season have ever won the Stanley Cup. It's actually a bit of a curse. Um, so I had, I had my concerns about that. I had my concerns about the foot speed of the Boston Bruins. And I've been saying that for a long time and nobody really listens to me. You can have all the structure, you can implement all the systems in the world, but you know what? At the end of the day, as I've come to learn, foot speed has a lot to do with it. And I mean, you got Marshawn, okay? That guy can buzz. Taylor Hall played some of his best hockey in years. Uh, Charlie McAvoy, that guy can fucking wheel. Orlov can wheel. But you know what? Pasternak's not the greatest skater. He's not the fleetest of foot. He's not the greatest skater. Okay, you got Bergeron and Krejci out there. Never been known for their speed. That's for fucking sure. Um, Hampus Lindholm, good rock-solid defenseman. Not overly quick. Brandon Carlo, not overly quick. So, I said it from the get-go to a few people. I can't remember who, but the foot speed of the Florida Panthers and their youth and exuberance concerned me. I don't give a fuck about the 43-point uh, separation between the two teams, okay? Sometimes, you know, Florida was a very, very good hockey team who had a bad regular season. And it happens. And they're peaking. They're getting hot. They're well coached. They get, they finally ended up getting some good goaltending out of their 10 million man, 10 million dollar man, 
Bobrovsky. Um, so listen, I, credit where it's due. Um, it's it's a tough feeling today. Nobody likes to see their team collapse. What hurts the most as a Boston Bruins fan, I'm going to be completely honest, I can deal with the collapse. I can deal with, you know, having three chances to close the series out. I can deal with uh, Bobrovsky making that big save on Marshawn with like one or two seconds left in the game. What I have a hard time dealing with was watching Patrice Bergeron leave the ice last night in that fashion. That guy, I have, I have a, I got a pretty good feeling that that's the last we're going to see of Patrice Bergeron. And listen, if you don't respect Patrice Bergeron, if you don't enjoy watching Patrice Bergeron play hockey, if you don't acknowledge the success as a hockey player he's had and respect his career, you're not a real hockey fan. And you know what? They they zoomed in on him, and he was just standing there by the gate uh, after the handshake waiting for his, for his teammates to leave the ice, and they, they zoomed in on him, and he was just utter disbelief, tears in his eyes. He got a solid handshake and a hug from all his teammates, but Brad Marchand, the last one off the ice, uh, they had a pretty emotional hug right at the gate. And listen, as a diehard Bruins fan, for me, that was very tough to watch. I feel like it was the end of an era. It's, uh, you know, it's a little bit of a so long Patrice. The Bruins made some very excellent deals at the deadline, but you know what? They kind of emptied the cupboard when they did so. And, uh, Going to be some dark, dark, dark years ahead here as a Boston Bruins fan. But listen, it is what it is. It goes in cycles. That's what makes the NHL such a great league. I had my soapbox to stand on. I got my licks in on Leafs fans for the, the for a number of years here in the past. And it's going to be my turn now. And uh, I'm I'm here for it. I will accept it. I'll take it. So moving on, uh, well, uh, last thing, like I say, Patrice Bergeron, I, I know you don't listen to the fucking Cox Talks podcast, um, but Jesus, you, if, if that's the last we've seen of you, man, uh, hats off to you. Much respect. Uh, you, you've laid you and Zdeno Chara and Marshawn, you guys have laid the groundwork for a very solid culture in Boston, and I hope it just keeps, I hope it keeps trending in the right direction. You've left massive shoes to fill so uh that's my little personal message to patrice bergeron so moving on fucking leaf fans first of all fuck you okay you guys have been relentless on me this morning with the chirping you know you guys move on and my team collapses and whatever yeah okay all right i'm here for it i deserve it but let me fucking get one thing out in the open listen i have always said and if I had the time to go back and pull clips from podcasts where I've said this, I've always said it's not the Leafs I hate, it's Leaf fans. And I hate to lump you all in the same bunch, but I have a buddy of mine in a fucking group chat that has been taking some serious fucking jabs at me lately, and he's he's teetering. You know who you are, because I know you listen to the podcast. You are teetering on, you know... 
the ledge of being a stereotypical Leaf fan. You need to sit down and shut the fuck up, all right? And as for you, the rest of you Leaf fans, okay, listen, I'm happy for you. I was in um, I was in a public setting Saturday night when the Leafs won in overtime, and I mean it was an ex- it was an eruption, a lot of emotion in that building, a lot of hugging, a lot of kissing, ass grabbing, slapping, high fives. The, the people of the dance at the Bonner Boy tournament were elated with joy of watching their Leafs win. But what, and that's fine. I got no issues with that. But what fucking gets me is all these fucking people on social media. I just want to point out to you guys that running around jerking off in the fucking streets the way you are. Man, listen, I get it. But you guys haven't won shit yet. You've won one round of playoffs. It takes 16 wins to win the Stanley Cup. You are a quarter of the way there. You have a lot of hockey. You have a lot of tests. You have a long, fucking, drawn-out, tough pass ahead of you. Quit celebrating like you guys just won the fucking Stanley Cup. And listen, maybe, maybe, maybe this is a bad take, but I'm entitled to my opinion. It's my show. I can fucking say and feel what I fucking want. All right? I'm happy for you. But all you did was win a first round. You haven't won fucking shit yet. Let's knock off the celebration, okay? Let's knock off the celebrations, get back down to business, and get ready for your next opponent. All right? I just I just want to get that out there. Congratulations to the Maple Leafs, okay? Um, like I said, I'm, I'm settling in here. I'm going to batten down the hatches. The Bruins are out. I'm not going to pick a team yet that I'm going to cheer for moving forward. I'm, I'm happy for you Leaf fans. I'm happy for the Leafs. I just want you to fucking dial it in a bit. Okay. Act like you've been there before. All right. Act like you've been there before and calm the fuck down. All right. Anyways, moving on. Um, more to my feeling this morning. A little hurt, little, uh, little banged up, little bruised, a little tender, a little sore. Played in the infamous Bonner Boys tournament here in my hometown of Oxbridge this weekend. Um, what is it? Three, three games and three games and two days I played. Um, and you know what, I'll be honest, I shouldn't be as sore and banged up as I am, but I didn't play a lot of hockey this year, and uh, I'm grossly out of shape. So here we are. Um, it was a fun time. Uh, the Bonner Boys, the team I was invited to play with, uh, over 35 champs. Over 35 division champs. It's taken the Bonner Boys 19 years to do it. I mean... I don't want to say I was the difference, but I did have two goals in the semifinals. So, I mean, it is what it is. And the game winner in the finals, you know, the puck bounced off my face onto the stick of my line mate. And my two line mates went down and scored. I didn't get an assist, but I should have. 
I'll tell you what, I also went about fucking 87% in the face-off circle, so you don't win games without winning face-offs, so there you go. And it was nice, you know, I was standing on the bench, it was a 3-2 game in the finals, about, I don't know, it was like a minute to go. And one of the senior members of the Bonner Boys hockey team, he says, Goxie, get out there and take those draws. And, you know, I just felt like I was back fucking playing junior hockey again, you know, a big playoff game, important draws, and I got sent out to take them. It was it was a lot of fun, and I'll tell you what, um, the team we played in the finals there, so it was um, two very local teams, um, guys that uh, we all grew up together. We've played a lot of hockey together on the same teams, men's tournaments, you know, just just uh, you know Thursday night, Tuesday night skates, whatever. But we were kind of all on two different teams, and I'll tell you what. For an over 35 final, it was a fucking war out there. It was an absolute war. But I'll tell you what, it was, it was, it was awesome and it was so much fun to play, so much fun to be a part of because it was a battle out there. Like guys were playing hard. Okay. There was a lot of, um, there was a lot of, uh, just battles going on. Guys playing really hard, guys competing, but at no point during the game did it get out of hand, did it get dangerous. Um, as hard as guys were playing, there was still a lot of respect going back and forth to both sides. So that that's what kind of made it fun, and and uh, you know we, there was a lot of there was a lot of like I say there was a lot of effort out there, but there was a lot of smiles and there was a lot of laughs too. And I'll tell you what. That's what local men's league, I call it men's league. There was a ladies' division, but I played in the fucking men's division, so we're calling it fucking men's league, okay? Um, that, that's what makes these tournaments so much fun, when you can go out and play against guys and play against buddies and stuff that you grew up with and just have fun doing it. So I also wanted to take the opportunity here. I want to talk about something real quick. I want to talk about the volunteer group that put the Bonner Boy tournament on They've been putting the tournament on for 19 years. Of course, with COVID, we had um, a little bit of a hiatus there. The guys weren't weren't able to put it on. But, uh, you know, the tournament starts Friday, and it runs right through till Sunday. It's a grind. It takes a lot of prep. It takes a lot of work. The guys actually start setting up and prepping for it the Thursday night before. I mean, you know, organizing and and all that stuff, I'm sure it, you know, it's been going on for months for them, but the actual bare bones getting down to business of, of putting, showing up to the rink and putting the tournament on, they spend about four days doing it. They do a heck of a job. Uh, it was very seamless. I didn't see any problems. I didn't see any on ice problems. I know there was one minor off ice altercation, but the two teams dealt with it themselves, actually. The Bonner boys were just kind of there to witness it, and um, no harm, no foul. Everybody went home with a smile on their face, and, and I just can't thank the Bonner boy volunteers enough. Uh, you guys did a heck of a job. You always do, and I know it was it was great. It was awesome to have that tournament back. Uh, a, lot of, a lot of smiles around the rink. I, I feel like I'm just repeating myself, but... A lot of smiles around the rink. It was great to have the Bonner Boys dance back on the Saturday night. The live band, I wish I could give them a plug, but I can't remember the name of their band. Um, just played all kinds of great music. Fucking old, like, 
55-year-old white guy up there rapping 8 Mile. Like, it was uh, Lose Yourself. That's what, not 8 Mile. Rapping Lose Yourself. Uh, it was badass. And a lot of people you just haven't seen since COVID, right? Um, just just a good stand around, get drunk, fucking burn the soles off your boot. A lot of tile destruction going out there on the dance floor. And just an all-out good time. So, once again, Bonner Boys, can't thank you guys enough. You do an awesome job. You do lots for the community here in Uxbridge. And, uh, yeah, just listen, from everybody that played in the tournament and was a part of it, thank you for your hard work. Uxbridge hasn't been the same without that tournament uh, in quite some time. So, uh, job well done all around. Uh, moving on, and this was, uh, this was, listen. Oh, actually, no, I got something else I want to fucking touch on here. Uh, back to the Bonner Boy tournament. So, you guys know that I'm gonna, I'm I'm gonna go out. I'm I'm doing it here. You guys know that I tend to venture to those like uh, commun I call them community groups on Facebook for some of my material. Um, so what I noticed last year during our fall fair, um, a lot of people took to my local hometown Facebook group to nitpick we'll call it nitpick whine and fucking complain about the Uxbridge fair prices were too high they didn't have this they didn't have that why wasn't there more of this there wasn't enough of that just nitpicking and fucking complaining and bullshit by people who have zero skin in the game okay complaining because certain things weren't up to their fucking standards or they didn't offer what they wanted or what they liked. And there was a large discussion when this tr- when this thread was going on about how it was all the new people that have moved to town complaining because, you know, they moved up from Toronto or Pickering or Markham or Scarborough or fucking whatever, where they're used to going to the CNE, which literally has fucking everything. And for those listeners... Um, that are maybe out in Alberta or the Prairies or BC or whatever. So the the CNE, I'm sure you've heard of it, but it's basically the the, the Calgary Stampede without the rodeo. We just they just don't have the rodeo. So you know, there's lots to offer for families and so on and so forth. So anyways, a lot a lot of people. So it came to our attention that if you if you read the thread and you read the comments, it was a lot of new Uxbridge people doing the complaining about what was wrong with the Uxbridge Fair. So I finally went on there, and I just, you know, I threw a thanks out to all the volunteers because it is volunteer-run. It is a not-for-profit organization. There's nobody making money off the Uxbridge Fair, okay? Um, but I, like I said, I just wanted to say it. And then, so there's a big there's a big argument going on about whether or not it was the new people to town complaining or whatever. Well, you know what? I'm going to fucking tell you that it was, and I'm going to fucking tell you why. Because the Bonner Boys Hockey Tournament is a fucking major event in town, okay? But what I noticed at the Bonner Boy Hockey Tournament was that, and the Bonner Boys are a local service group to our hometown. Um, and uh, like I said, I think they've been around for 20 or 21 years, but the tournament's been going on for 19 years. So anyways, they're a local service group, volunteers. You know, You know what I'm getting at. Anyways... But the crowd, the attendance, the people involved in the Bonner Boy Hockey Tournament 
are all local generational Uxbridge families. And I couldn't help but notice on the Facebook group there wasn't one fucking complaint about what the Bonner Boy tournament didn't offer, what they should have had, how they could have made things better, the how they should have done this, they should have done that. And you know why? Because it was a local generational Uxbridge event where people have respect for the volunteers and have respect for the time, money, and aggravation that these volunteers put on. The local generational people of, of my hometown, they understand what it takes to put that on, and they're not going to complain because they don't have the time or the patience or whatever to step up and, and do it themselves, so they take what they can get. So I did notice that. It was, like I said, a very, very local attendance to the tournament. It was nice to see. There was no fucking complaining from from these new Uxbridge folks that I don't know, I don't want to say expect a higher level, and there's nothing wrong with setting the bar high, don't get me wrong, but can't just give credit and respect where it's due to the great volunteers, so, yeah, I don't really know if that little rant fucking made sense, but, you know what, when there's an event in your town, okay, unless it's an absolute fucking dumpster fire, just remember that these events, fall fairs, rodeos, hockey, or Adult sports tournaments, we'll call them. Um, just remember that a lot of these things are put on by volunteers. And if you think you can do a better job, you can make it better. Put your fucking money where your mouth is. Get involved and show us that you can do better. That's my, that's my fucking rant on that. Okay. So, yeah. Moving on. Uh, something else that was of not a hot topic, but a lot of conversation going around. Oh, man, was this whole fucking thing with Bud Light beer. Now, the Bonner boys were serving Bud Light beer at their tournament. I know because I fucking drank a thousand of them. And, yeah, rip on me all you want for being a queer, whatever. I, I don't even know if you're supposed to use that word. Um... I'm not. I'm a very straight male. I'm a straight white male. So, fuck. I already got. I'm. All, I've already got the fucking world against me just because of that. But anyways, I don't want to drag down that fucking rabbit hole too much. But okay. So Bud Light put this. Um, this. Uh, I guess. Male identifying as a woman. I don't. I don't even know. I. Can I call? them a transvestite i i don't i don't know but i'm going to i'm going to take that fucking risk so bud light put a transvestite on their beer can okay and there's a lot of people in an absolute uproar about it it's kind of settled down now after like two weeks like this stuff usually does but there was a lot of you know boy i'm a bud light there haha <laughs> where's where's your fucking Where's your fucking lipstick there, bud? Where's your lipstick? Well, fuck, listen, okay. I, I've got, I see both sides of it, okay? So, the people that are really making a big deal about it, fucking rednecks, okay? Rednecks. Kid Rock, love his music, he's a fucking redneck, okay? Um, Travis Tritt, 
Travis Tritt removing all Anheuser, 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 Bush products from his tour bus. Well, fuck, can anybody tell me? Can anybody actually admit that they fucking knew Travis Tritt was still on tour? The guy hasn't been relative since 97, and that's fucking being generous, okay? So you shouldn't fucking care about that. All the social media uproar about it, you know, here's the thing. I get it, okay? People are sick and tired of this LGBTQT fucking LMNOP plus community stuff being forced on us, okay? Being forced on our beer cans, being forced into our schools, uh, radio, television advertisements, billboards, it, it's everywhere. Um, the, the whole inclusion thing, it, it's everywhere. And I, listen, I'm neither here nor there on it. I don't, I don't care about your sexual orientation. I don't care about whether you're a dude who thinks he's a fucking dump truck or you're a chick who thinks she's a fucking dude. I don't, listen, I don't care. I don't have time to fucking care about it. But what I will say is, does it have to be forced on society that much? And and that's not, that's not me being a dickhead. Maybe it sounds like me being a dickhead, whatever, I don't care. It's a general question. Do you really feel the fucking need to force it on society like this, okay? Is there a need to put a transvestite on a beer can? Is there that much relevancy to the beer market, you think, that you need to show inclusion by putting a transvestite on your beer can? Personally, I don't fucking think you do. Okay, I, I don't, there's a lot of places that this stuff is popping up in where I think it has no place. Again, that's just me. What the fuck do I know? I'm just a hillbilly redneck farmer. That's what peeps, some listeners are going to say. And that's fine. I don't fucking care. Because I don't care what you fucking think about me at the end of the day. There's a handful of people in this world that I care what they think about me. And listen, you're not fucking one of them. All right? Maybe there may be some people that listen to this podcast. Maybe some of you. I care about what you think, but the majority of you, I don't fucking give a shit, okay, what you fucking think of me and my opinions. I'm just saying I don't think it had a place in the beer industry. Now, Bud Light has come back and they had the, I don't know, it was either their fucking president or whatever, came back and he said, well, we're trying to celebrate women. Well, okay, listen, that's a fucking bad take in my opinion because if you want to celebrate women and and this, what the fuck is the guy's name? Is it Dana, Dana Mulvaney, Mulvaney, whatever? I don't, I don't fucking know. I can't even pronounce his name. Anyways, if you put him on the can or him or he or they or she or whatever, you put them on your can because – they've been a woman for 365 days who gives a fuck my mom has been a woman for like 97,000 days put her on the fucking can you want to put a woman on there put a woman that has actually done something groundbreaking revolutionary whatever you want to call it meaningful as a fucking woman 
Put goddamn fucking Rosa Parks on the can. Put fucking, what's that first female astronaut, Roberta Bondar, I think that was right. Put her on the fucking beer can. Put Laura Secord on the fucking beer can, okay? Put, I don't know, fuck Manon Riom on the fucking beer can. I'd buy that beer can just because she's still fucking hot, okay? But if you want to say that you're celebrating woman, put someone on there that's actually fucking done something meaningful as a woman. Not just decided to come out with, they identify as a female. That's great. That takes courage. That takes strength in today's world, blah, blah, blah. But she wasn't the first one to fucking do it. Wasn't the first one to do it. Like, if like if you want to get right down to it, put fucking Bruce Jenner or Caitlyn Jenner, whatever the fuck they identify as, put them on the fucking beer can. They were really the the first ones to come out in the public eye and celebrate it and fucking just fucking do it. Right? Put them on the fucking beer can. I just think that Bud Light didn't read their fucking market very well when they pulled this little, and I'll call it a stunt, whatever, I'll call call it a stunt. But what I do know is at the end of the day, I'm a fucking man, okay? And I'm fucking cheap. And I'm not going to change the brand of beer I purchase or drink because there's a transvestite on the can. Because you know what? At the end of the day, there's a transvestite on the can. It doesn't matter how many of those Bud Lights I drink, it still doesn't make me want to put a penis in my mouth. There. I said it. And that's a fucking... That is a cold, hard fact. And back to me being cheap... I mean, there's several beers that I enjoy, but my go-to is Bud Light. That's the way it is. I'm a man. I'm cheap, and I don't like change. Bud Light is affordable for me, okay? And I don't want to go spend money trying another beer that I might not like and waste my fucking money. Bud Light, I always know what I'm going to get. It's cold, it's refreshing, and it fucking tastes good. It's not a craft beer where I have to eat it with a fucking spoon, okay, and chew my beer. I don't like fucking chewing my beer. It's not a fucking Bud Heavy where I feel like I ate a fucking Thanksgiving dinner after one goddamn beer. I like it. It works for me, okay? And back to, like, I just don't have fucking time to care about what's on my beer can, okay? The other thing of it is, too, is it's, it's funny, is that, and this, again, keep in mind, this is all my opinion, not anybody else's. This is my fucking opinion, okay? All the people that are most scared about buying or drinking Bud Light now because they put a transvestite on their can, it's funny, and I watched this, and, and I'll say that other Anheuser, I think that's how you say it, other Anheuser-Busch brands, Bush, Budweiser, whatever, okay, a lot of these brands, these guys that drink them, they've let their, they've built and, and dictated their whole personality based on the fucking beer they drink, okay? So now all of a sudden, they seem to think that their masculinity 
All right, and part of being a fucking man and drinking your Bud or your Bud Light or your fucking Bush lattes, which we're going to touch on that in a fucking minute. You guys have created your whole personality based off the fucking beer you drink, so you think this is a threat at your masculinity. You think that, you know, if people see you drinking one of those beers, they're going to think that you play for the other team, okay? You know what's fucking more manly than the beer you drink? Not giving a fuck about what's on your beer can. If you really think that I'm going to see you drinking a fucking Bud Light and call you out as being queer, for lack of a better term, then you're sadly mistaken. I don't give a fuck what kind of beer you drink. And yes, I get it. Is that a little contradicting? Yes, it is, because I am the one sitting here telling you I don't care, and I don't I don't stereotype or generalize people based on the fucking beer they drink, and I'm the guy that does the beer reviews. You know, Molson Canadian guys, they like to drink fuck, or they like to build decks. Carling drinkers, working tires. Yeah, I get all that. But those, that's joking. Like, that's, that's not fucking real. It's not fucking serious, okay? It's not offside. It's not, not putting people down. You know, it's just, it is what it is. But, so I get that. But I just think you guys that, that think your masculinity has been taken from you or threatened, I just think you're a fucking joke. I think you're a fucking joke in thinking that. I posted a picture on my Instagram page, uh, I don't know, about two weeks ago. Posted a story of me sitting on my front porch drinking a Bud Light. And I did it for two reasons. One reason was because I had just finished another men's league tournament um, the day before, in which a good buddy of mine who came up from the city to play with us he stayed over at my house, and uh, so I live out on the farm. He lives in the city. So he noticed my front porch. The next morning, we got up after the tournament. We're all hungover. We're sitting at my kitchen table drinking a coffee, and from my kitchen, you can look out the window over, like, look over my front porch, and, you, you know, you can see the road. You can see my neighbors. You see the fields all around, and he says, fuck, like, that's got to be a nice view. Like, you must drink a lot of fucking Bud Lights on your front porch. And I said, yeah, you know what? It's a hot summer day or, you you know, you've got a big day out in the hay field or, or spraying or combining or trucking or just doing whatever. It's one of my favorite things to do. I come home. I kick my work boots off on the front porch and I sit and I have a fucking Bud Light or two or seven or sometimes none. Okay. And I have a fucking bottle of water, but it's just nice to do. So we discussed how nice it is and blah, blah. So I threw this picture up so he could see my view and what I was up to. And I purposely put the can of Bud Light in the picture. And the amount of fucking messages I got um, belittling me and making fun of me for drinking Bud Light beer after this whole fucking fiasco would make your fucking head spin. It was fucking laughable. Like, do you guys, do people really fucking care that much? You get to go out of your way. I mean, you're on Instagram already, so maybe you're not going out of your way, but to go out of your way and text or DM or whatever a guy and, and make fun of him for the fucking beer he's drinking because of their marketing campaign, grow the fuck up. Get over it. Holy shit. Fucking losers. All right? 
So the whole Bush latte thing I want to get into is I remember when I was younger growing up, I used to drink some Bush beer a little bit, and I'd buy Bush Light, and I'd buy Old Milwaukee or whatever because, you know what, it wasn't terrible beer, all right, but I bought it because it was fucking cheap, right? And when you're, you know, between the ages of 20 and 25, you know, you're partying all the time, you're out with your buddies, you're in college or university or whatever, you know, whatever, you spend money like a fucking psychopath, so, you you know, you're too cool, because, especially when you're at that age, you want to look refined, you want to look different, you want to look like you're somebody, so when you're that age, you're buying the generic beers, right, you're showing up to a fucking summer, a summer fucking cornhole or horseshoe tournament with a case of Corona so that you look like a big swinging dick, or you're drinking fucking skunky old Heineken because you want people to think you're fucking cultured, right, when you're that age, and the guys that are showing up with Bush or Bush Light or whatever, fucking Lakeport honey, you're making fun of those guys. Oh, those bears are fucking gross. What are you fucking drinking those for? It's fucking disgusting. You fucking loser, right? Well, then guess what? You get older, you get like that. We'll say like 27 to 40 age range. Okay, you start drinking those beers because they're cheap, right? You're drinking those beers because they're fucking cheap. Because you got mortgage payments, you got car insurance, the kids are in hockey, the fucking, you know, the kid needs a new bike, and you got to save up money, and you're renovating the kitchen, and you're trying to build a man cave, so you're trying to pinch pennies, and you do it, you usually do it in your beer selection. So then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden, all you fucking losers out there, you start bragging about you buy this beer because it's fucking cheap. I just buy it because it's cheap, you know, <laughs> fuck yeah. Fucking, because it is kind of cool when you get older. It is kind of fucking cool to be cheap. But none of you fucking losers out there would have discovered Bush Lights or Bush Lattes, as we like to call them, if it hadn't have been for the You Betcha podcast. And I don't know if a bunch of you guys know the podcast, but I know you've seen um, the quirky little video clips and stuff that that guy does, the You Betcha guys, and he... You know, he kind of made Bud Lattes, or not Bud Lattes, Bush Lattes. He kind of made them a thing because he gave them a catchy name. Now nobody calls it Bush Light anymore. It's Bush fucking Latte. And you guys fucking brag about it, and you build your personalities around it. And, you know, you're buying Yeti coolers, and you're doing this, and you're doing that. And because this guy and this fucking, we'll call them vlogs, these video logs, told you that bush lattes are cool and they're so tasty and refreshing so that's you got sucked into buying them by not even good marketing all right and you brag about how cheap they are and now you won't buy it because a sister brand to bush light put a transvestite on their can like fucking get over it fucking it's one or the other guys here okay well like what are we doing here Figure it the fuck out. Grow up. Stop giving such a fuck. Because I'll tell you what. Part of me thinks, and I don't care if I get in trouble for saying this or not. Part of that community, you guys caring so much and making such a big stink out of it, that's exactly what they fucking want. That's exactly what they want. They want to get in your heads. They want to make you acknowledge, include them, whatever. Listen, I acknowledge them. I include them, I don't exclude them, that's for sure, but I don't give a fuck 
Again, I don't give a fuck. I don't care who you sleep with, what you sleep with, how you sleep with them, what makes you horny. A fucking, a fucking U-Haul van could make you fucking horny for all I care. And I don't give a fuck. Just stop forcing it on me, okay? Stop fucking laying it on me, okay? Because I don't care at the end of the day. I don't care if that's what you want to do or how you want to be. I don't fucking care. Okay? So, I don't know. I don't know if that fucking rant made much sense either, but that's my feeling on Bud Light. At the end of the day, it's good beer. It's my beer. It's the beer I like. It's the beer I buy. I don't give a fuck what they put on their can. Because I don't, I don't, I'm a man and I don't give a fuck. And I don't have time to give a fuck. And that's why we have so many problems in a fucking goddamn world these days is because people have way too much time on their hands to come up with and create problems, conflicts, and dilemmas. Okay? Maybe if everybody stopped giving a fuck, we'd all get along a lot better. Anyways, listen. That's it. That's the podcast. As always, I hope you enjoyed it. I just kind of ranted on there. It had it had more local content on it than usual. But listen, it is what it is. I got a lot of local listeners, so I like to give them credit as well. So, um, yeah, stick around. There's more great episodes to come in the future. I'm going to try and get them out more often. I know I always fucking say that, but I'm a busy guy. I'm in high demand. I am prime real estate, baby. Thanks for listening to the People's Champ of podcasts out there. And don't forget the most important thing. Tell your friends. Tell your fucking friends about the Cox Talks podcast. Sounds great. Thanks for listening.